Welcome to Real Relationships. I'm your host, Tanya J. Montgomery. And this real cast is brought to you on behalf of healthy emotional relationships. The goal is to help you relate to people that enter your life moment to forever. This first podcast is relating to people in church. For sure, people around the world are hurting. Some may know the answer and some may not know. But we have all these hurting people, yet they do not want to come to church. For example, I've seen church folk leave church due to offense and hurt. Only to discover later that they have backslidden and their lives get harder as they turn their back on God. We live in an unsympathetic society. We're very casual, nonchalant, even uncaring about the next person. However, as Christians, we are called to live beyond worldly standards We are told not to forget the assembling of the saints, according to Hebrews 10.25. Now, you may ask, why do we need to go to church? What's so important about church? Well, church is a place we go to so we can encourage each other because we deal with so many situations and so many unexpected and disappointing moments throughout the week that we come together on a common ground to praise and worship God and to hear the word to build us up so that we can go out into a darkened world and become the light. Now, a lot of people continually allow the enemy to pull them away from the church For whatever that reason being. However, we become vulnerable in our isolation, living as one man on an island, and then we're torn out the frame, the frame of our purpose, because we're being pulled away. So, of course, God's purpose is not being accomplished in individuals' lives because they are so focused on how others treat them in church. And yes, I will say that we are supposed to treat each other with love and kindness, but our purpose is built on the premise of God's word, not on the behavior of other people. We are supposed to have our faith and our hope built by hearing the word of God because That's the only way faith can come by hearing and hearing of God's word, which is Romans 10, 17. So this can never be accomplished if we attend bedside Baptist where the comforter and pillow is the pastor. See, one of the things that God told Joshua is that he had to be strong and of a good courage yet we see time and time again how we allow people to push us around 
because they have been in church before bread was created. How is that displaying strength if we are allowing others to push us out of the loving arms of God? You know, yeah, someone may be mean to you, but that shouldn't stop you or you shouldn't allow people to run you away from God because by definition, courage stands up to bullies. Courage stands up to the cliques or being accepted by a certain group. Courage says that I will not be swayed off the things of God. Another thing that courage says is that we are warriors and we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. But if we are pushed out because of certain bad attitudes, we'll never bring into fruition what God has purposed and destined us for in this world. You know, God tells us that we have to fight the good fight of faith, according to 1 Timothy 6.2. It's a fight to the end. And Paul lays it out in 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And as his example, we should endeavor to do the same thing. Fight a good fight. Fight a good fight. Finish our course and keep the faith, believing what God has said in his word and what God has said about our purpose in this earth. So when we look at a fight, a fight is indicative of having an opponent. Now, the opponent wants you to concede. He wants you to give up. He wants you to quit on the things of God. And many times I hear, uh, you don't have to go to church to believe in God. And yes, that is true. But how many people who don't go to church are following that up with prayer, with reading their Bible, are getting closer to God. In my opinion only. It's just a cop out for the uncommitted. Beloved. When you. You. Y-O-U. Made a commitment to God. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And what that meant is that. He had a right as your Lord. To tell you what to do. Now. Here's what you have to decide. Is God bigger than your wants? Is he bigger than your will and your desires? Because John 30, 30 says that we have to decrease for him to increase in our lives. So do you want to increase in your life or the lives of others that surround you? If if the answer is yes, Then his will has to come first. His will for you is to repent for being a wimp, for allowing others to place a wedge between you and your relationship with him. Then you want to repent and ask for strength. 
you know, again, he tells us to be of good strength. So we have to get back on our post and do what God told us to do. So if someone is not kind to you in church, tell them to their face. That's not very nice. I don't really want to be in your presence or walk away and pray for them. But you can't retreat because that is what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to stop moving forward. He wants you not to give God glory. He wants you to have a hopeless existence, always questioning if you're good enough. But your acceptance should not be based on the opinions of others. It should be based on the love that God has for you. So a question I have for you is, are you fighting a good fight? You know, according to um, 2 Corinthians 4, he lays out a description of what we face in this world. It is not always pretty. That is true. It is not always pretty. We don't always want to do what God says to us. We want to stop sometimes in the middle of what we're doing, but we can't because 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8 says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. So what that means is bad things are going to happen. Troubling things are going to happen. Loved ones are going to pass away. People are not always going to treat us the manner in which we should be treated. But we have to die to ourselves to let him raise us to life. Our personal relationship is developed between us and God individually and then as a corporate body when we attend church. So we must not allow others to push us over. We serve an awesome God. And if you follow what the word says and treat people according to the Bible, being accountable only for yourself... You won't let people push you out of the church. Because one thing I know for sure, Christian does not mean crazy. And you don't have an obligation to be treated badly. Sometimes you have to take up for yourself. You know, we can't have a, oh, everybody is kind mentality. So let's just uh, take whatever people are dishing out to us. No, not so. 
We have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We have to acknowledge him step by step, moment by moment, so that he can direct our path. Sometimes he'll tell you to follow peace. Sometimes he'll tell you to fight. However, what you don't want to do is retreat and never defend yourself. Don't be taken advantage uh, by people's attitudes or a bullying mentality. That is not who we are called to be. So I want to leave you with this thought. Is the way people cheat you at church bigger than the purpose that God has for your life? Until next time, this is Tanya J. Montgomery signing off on Real Relationships Moment to Forever.